the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in for such insight and wisdom and unfortunately alarming information today. We have parents whose children have experienced human trafficking in the studio with us today who are going to tell us about their horrific experiences, things that they learn, and things that they want parents to know that may be in their same shoes so that they can protect their children. We have with us today Trudy and Rel, and we won't be using their last names for their own confidentiality today, but we are going to get some wisdom straight from the parents And hopefully it is a blessing to those that are listening. Welcome to the show, Trudy and Rel. Thank you. Hello. Hi. So, so grateful to have you on the show. And I I thank you because one of the things that just, you know, as you know, Love Never Fails is involved with helping parents find their missing children. And we started doing that from the very beginning because my heart broke for not only the child that was missing, but also for the family that was, was experiencing the trauma. And one thing that I think we sometimes we overlook is that those parents, those families have also experienced human trafficking indirectly in a secondary way. And it's, it's traumatic for the siblings, for the parents, for the grandparents, for everybody in the family. And so today we're going to talk about this experience. And again, we will get towards the end of the show. We will talk about what parents need to know to protect their children, red flags, things that might have made a difference had they known along the way. So we're going to start off with Trudy. So Trudy, maybe we can just open up with with saying that you and I came in contact when your 14-year-old, I'm sorry, your 12-year-old daughter was ensnared in human trafficking. And it was a long road, you know, just about a year that we worked on trying to bring her to a place of safety. Maybe you can share a little bit about what, how that happened. Yeah, it was was about a year, maybe a little bit more. Uh, You know, it's been a while and I'm kind of not exactly sure. And also, I'm really not sure how it happened. It's just that one day I was aware of a lot of things that were going on and um, a child missing, and I'm just thinking that, you know, she may have just gone with some friends, and that was it. But I found out later what was going on. There is this point of contact that she met, and friends, and they were introduced to a different lifestyle. And so I was just kind of not really knowing how to handle it, mainly because I've never heard of such a thing with uh, such young children. I've always seen uh, adult women in the street, and I've never seen uh, the young young children out there. So I was at a loss, and I still, even to this day, I really don't know how it all got started. 
I know that uh, as time progressed, uh, my daughter has spoken to me about it a little bit, but I'm that person that uh, allows you to come and you tell me at your leisure when it's time for you to talk about it. So Mm -hmm. I've given her that freedom to let me know what she needs me to know. And I'm not that person that's just going to push her because I'm so afraid that if, if I were to push her, I will push her out of the house again. So I'm waiting with my ear to hear what she has to say. So I'm still learning about this. And and actually, the, one of the reasons why I uh, decided that, yes, I would talk to you is because I wasn't aware of this kind of thing going on. And no one spoke to me about it. And no one let anyone know that their children were missing and these things were happening. So I don't want to any parent be blindsided if I can help it. So that's the reason I'm here. And and as I said, I'm still learning about the processes of how they uh, basically steal our children from us and sell them into slavery. Yes. And you know what? And I'm not going to mention the government agency, but you worked for a government agency. You worked you know, with troubled around in in the vicinity of people who were working with troubled youth. You were, uh, you know, attending a a church in, you know, in an urban area. You you know, there there are places where you could receive that kind of information, but you just, like you said, you were not aware that that could happen. And so I want the listening audience to know that you can have a stable home and be plugged into a church and working with, you know, long time, long standing with a government agency. And this this can be very real for your household. Would you say just thinking a little bit about your situation, Trudy, you know, some of the vulnerabilities are of people that, you know, are more susceptible to trafficking are, you know, living in poverty. I don't think you guys were living in poverty, correct? No, 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 not at all. You know, you come from you were, you know, you're educated, you're, you know, so there's these things that Trudy as a mom brought to the table and yet someone was able to come and pray upon her daughter Mm -hmm. on a vulnerability that she had and convince her to maybe just go party. I don't even think that it's convincing her to be trafficked. That comes later. Isn't that right? Right. Right. And, 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 and this about poor and depraved and all of that kind of stuff, this all, this is a misnomer. My baby was treated well and she was loved and, she was she did lead singing in the church and uh but also I think probably when I look back I think well maybe since I wasn't aware of it, she wasn't made aware of it. So it was kind of easy for her to be manipulated because I've taught love, God, kindness, uh and all of that. And so, um she was easy to manipulate because she trusted people. Mm. And that's kind of uh that's sort of what gets you caught up. Also, the other thing that I, I look at as I'm, um, as I'm learning more and more about uh, uh, trafficking is that they tend also to uh, prey on children that don't have a father in the home. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one of the things that uh, my baby didn't have a father. And um, also, uh, she was adopted. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that she told me was that they told her that I wasn't her mom and that if her quote unquote real mom didn't want her, what made her think that I did? Right. So uh, they put all of these things in your head to make you think you're not worthy of a family. Mm. And so and so they kind of broke her spirit and made her believe that she was good for what they told her she was good for and nothing more. And she was really lost Mm. and um, totally disillusioned. And uh, it's like I said, her her spirit was broken. Mm. And uh, it took her a good while to uh, uh, begin to believe in me because she said that she allowed them to talk about me and uh, she believed the lie. And she says, and just, just, it, it was hard for her. But she believed that she had to do what they said. And then also there was this part of uh, of um, them that threatened my family. Mm-hmm. And she felt like she had to protect us. Mm. Uh, uh, they uh, promised to put her, uh, another one of her sisters in the streets with, uh, and, and um, kill her 
as well as as myself wow. uh, uh, killing my baby and put the the other child in the streets. So uh, they have all of these threats uh, that are present, and um, and they just at the point because they are so young mm-hmm. uh, that they kind of uh, don't know what to do. Right. So they believe the lie, and you know, and they're angry. Yeah. Uh, because they feel like they have to protect the family, and but they are put in a position to make choices that they are not really making, and they don't realize that they are not making the choice. Um, you know, the, the the abuse that they had to take, um, and the abuse that they didn't take, even though they took it anyway. And what I mean by that is. When uh, she was talking about other girls getting beaten, and I was like, "Well, you, were, what, you know, were you?" And she said, "No, because I did what they said." So my my thought of it is, she's still being abused. So uh, we kind of just don't get it, and we don't understand, and uh, and that's why I prefer to wait on her to come to me. Yeah. to talk about whatever it is that has gone on in her life that right. I wasn't a part of, mm-hmm. but I'm just available to her. And she knows that. Yes, yes. And so we're going to take a quick break, but just recapping, um, we just heard, you know, there it is, the outline for exploiting a beautiful 12-year-old uh, right here in, in the Bay Area and um, all of the tactics that are used Uh, We're going to come back and we're going to hear from Rel about her experience. um, And uh, thank you for sharing, Trudy. We'll come right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are speaking with parents whose children have been impacted by human trafficking. Uh, and we have just heard from a courageous mother who talked about her 12-year-old daughter uh, who was exploited and uh, human trafficked and how, you know, what vulnerabilities that were preyed upon and how um, she was even mentally brainwashed and coerced to stay in in uh, in the life. And so now we are going to hear from Rel. Um, Rel's 14-year-old daughter was also um, taken into human trafficking here in, in the Bay Area. And, um, you know, it just um, heartbreaking once again to hear another mother um, cry out for help. And so I'm going to let you, Rel, just kind of take us through how, how did this happen? And, and, you know, how, how was she, um, kept in, in that situation? Um, I'm still emotional from the last, from Trudy. Um, hold on. Wow. She just, what Trudy was saying, it's just a lot of familiarity of what, um, you know, we've been dealing with. Um, so she was, she was hanging with a friend and, um, I guess the friend was talking online with some older guys that were probably in their early 20s. And um, 
they went to go meet up with these guys. Um, they were supposed to be at the mall that day. Um, they actually went to the mall, came back to the house, ate some food, and then I guess went to go meet these guys. Um, and that's the thing about the social media. It kills me because there's so many things that we don't know what's going on that our kids are exposed to. And it's really hard to track. So, mm-hmm. anyways, um, they met with these guys, and I guess they were having some drinks in the car. And um, one of the guys put something in her drink. They mm-hmm. roofied her. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she was kind of passing out in the back seat. And her friend was like, let's go. But she said she couldn't move. And her friend left her with these guys that they just met. And she woke up. She just remembers waking up and being raped by these guys. And um, she was taken to some house. And they handed her to some other guy that she was with him for like a week. And she was trying to call home. And he punched the hole in the wall and basically told her, if you call anybody, this is going to be your face. And um, he made her stay with her him for like a week or so. And kind of like with Trudy, I don't know. There's a lot of little holes here and there that, you know, I let my daughter um, tell me. You know, I don't want to, like, push it on her. So every so often she'll, like, tell me a new story or something that happened. Um Cause, like you don't want to just be like what happened what happened you know um you have to kind of let her do it on her own pace because she's got a lot of hurt going on and so anyways um make a long story short um he passed her to some man that um basically was making him you know um have intercourse with him and then he put her on a site and we found um we found her on the site and in the meantime um you Vanessa um, helped us because she, she, we thought originally like that because I was going to go on vacation. So we thought originally she just kind of ran off, you know, to go, well, mom's going away on vacation. I don't, you know, I didn't want to go to dad's because we're, I'm a, a divorced parent also myself, no father in the house. And um, basically we started doing, um, you know, investigation. The uh, private investigators were looking for her. And they were like a step behind. They were they were close to tracking, and um, basically um, we ended up finding her on some sites. Um, they weren't able, uh, she never allowed them to like take any pictures. New she just refused to. I'm surprised they didn't hurt her for that one. But um, we found her. Then we um, somebody made a call. I don't know who, but like they scared the guy so he like they wouldn't answer the phone anymore so that kind of backtracked us a little bit from that we could have found her a little bit faster and um she ended up being passed off to some other guy and when he wasn't looking she grabbed her stuff and she was able to run and um ran into a restaurant and kind of hid out there and that's when uh the cops were called and then she was able to come back home wow my God. Woo. Still yeah. sends chills up my spine. I never I get know. used to hearing it. Never do. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I must say, and I know both of your girls personally, very strong, resilient young ladies. Very yeah. strong, resilient, beautiful young ladies with so much promise. And it, it, now... Right now, you know, so the, I, I, one thing I've, I've just refused to fall into is that, that feeling of apathy or hopelessness that it's all over. It's, they're ruined. Uh, I've seen so many people move forward and be better for it. And I know that's easier for me to say than what they might be going through, but I just, I just want to, I want to say that as a declaration that, um, their their future is is still there, and their purpose in this world will be fulfilled. Uh, you know, and I'm praying for them. I have I have uh, Trudy. I have your daughter on in my calendar, and I pray for her every night. Um, and you know, and and you know that this is this it, it's it's hard to hear, but. Hopefully it makes it better to know that you're not alone. So, yeah, 
Yeah. So, so Ralph, just thinking a little bit about that time when she was um, out there, you know, some of the things that I want parents to understand is so, you know, ho- hopefully everyone's hearing there are these, you know, friends and social media and some of those pulls, right? But there were some challenges when both of your children, and I'll just ask you, Rel, for, for right now, we have a couple of minutes before we're going to go to break, but, you know, there, there were some challenges in recovering her because oh, yeah. our systems are not set up to respond um, to this kind of issue um, with, you know, I, I think the way that it's characterized is almost like, oh, she's just a runaway. Is that is that kind of what oh, you yeah. got? It took it took weeks for them to even do anything with me harassing, harassing. The only time actually something happened is when I basically called you and got the help from you because the cops weren't literally doing that. Oh, she ran away. Oh, you know, whatever. Um, you know, so they it, it was almost like, you know, they didn't really. Oh, just put a, a missing person's report, um, you know, and I told them, you know, different and they, and. It took them, we had a couple leads, and they, like, basically wouldn't even go to the house. I had to, like, harass them and harass them for them to even go to a specific house that we thought possibly where she could be. Mm-hmm. Um, she ended up not being there, but the point is, is it? I had to call every day, and they still really didn't. It was like, oh, she's a teenager. She ran away. You know, oh, whatever. Right. Um yeah, yeah and that's a common theme. I, I'm sorry to say it's every police department uh, across every police department I've dealt with. It's all it's always the same format. And when I when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about why I think that is. And I'd like to get um, your input, both of your guys's input on this, because we've got some challenges. We've got some major challenges in our policies and our and our support systems for children who have been traumatized in this way. And, uh, you know, and and I want to get your perspectives on this, because who better to know than than you as the moms of these yeah. these daughters. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come right back and uh, and we'll talk about this further. Thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio with two moms um, whose children, whose daughters have experienced human trafficking. Um, Trudy, whose 12-year-old daughter was um, ensnared in human trafficking for over a year. And uh, Rel, whose 14-year-old daughter um, was ensnared for just over a month. And the, these experiences horrific, not only for the daughters, but for their entire family, for their siblings, for their grandmothers, for their aunties and uncles and dads. It's just horrific, the, the way that it um, just cuts through the family. And one of the things that uh, really I've seen as I've, I've, I've dealt with hundreds of these kinds of situations is, 
there is the situation that you mentioned, Rel, where, um, you know, there's this apathy in law enforcement that says she's she just ran away. Mm-hmm. And it's almost the way I feel it, 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 it can feel to a parent like I'm, I'm aware of the reason why that's happening. Right. So I'm 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 not naive that the police are short staffed. Yeah. And they're dealing with homicides and they're dealing with a lot of situations. And in their minds, they're like, look, this is a runaway child that's out getting high or having sex with her boyfriend. And I ain't got time to be running all around town and play games with them. I, I get it. You know, you got this whole little thing and you don't have time. But then the reality is. Within 48 hours, one third of all runaways will be recruited for sex or will be solicited for sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. So we know that we have that reality and yet we don't have the infrastructure or maybe we don't put the value on interrupting or, you know, you know, like within like like when I think of homicides, there's this first 48 show. Right. Because all the evidence in the first 48 hours is if you're the likelihood of not solving that crime goes, you know, in the toilet. If you don't solve it in the first 48 hours, I think policy wise, we need to change some policies such that um, when a child goes missing that first 48 hours is all hands on deck. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. It's crucial. Crucial. Right. And, and, I, and I'm in agreement with that as well. Um, but sometimes, you know, the, the thing of it is sometimes you don't know when your children disappear. Because for me, my baby was good, great, went to bed, went to sleep. I thought, good night, mommy, I love you. So I'm thinking she's in bed asleep. Choose out the back window. Right. So um, your first 48 may end up being your first 60. Mm. And so, uh, and so, and that's one of those things that you have to be aware of when you, if your baby walks out in front of you, you know, when they left, but Mm. when they sneak out, you have no clue. Mm. So, um, and that's something that you kind of might want to think about as well. Because the first 48 doesn't mean doesn't mean the same thing. It's the first 48 that I, I realized she was missing. But what if she's been gone for uh, 10 hours all night long? Right. So um, those are the kind of things that, that um, we have to look at as well. And it, it becomes more urgent mm-hmm. because um, 48 hours from now may mean 20 hours or 22 hours or something like that. It's not necessarily... You know what we're looking at from this point forward, and so uh, I think it's just that we have to be really, really careful. I think as soon as we say that our babies are missing, then uh, it's crucial that we start looking and asking questions and talking to the people that they uh, that they have been around. Because the fact of the matter is that when I when I when our children do that, they have friends that they tell this crazy stuff that happens right. to them. Yeah. It's not us, but it's their friends. So we need to be aware of who their friends are, and um, and hopefully the friends will be honest. More times than not, the friends are not honest. Nope. And so then that becomes another problem. So um, us advocating for the children to, to support us, um, it, it, it's hard because a lot of times parents don't want to be involved. They don't want to. They don't want to support, and they don't want to believe that these things are happening. Oh, that's just a little bad kid. Oh, uh, he, you know, she wanted to do this, or and all that kind of stuff. Never taking in consideration that grown people, adult folks, are taking advantage of children. Yes, and that's the problem. No one wants to believe that. Yeah, and even now, some of the parents of the of our friends of our children's friends are in the game, right. right? Right, right, and they're sitting there watching, knowing, and and supporting that problem. And 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 you're sitting here thinking these are your friends, and you find out later on, oh, they were part of the problem, and and that breaks your heart. And uh, and adults that are doing this to children, you know, is just. It's really disheartening. And yes. so, and that's kind of, I'm so, so very happy that you were talking about this portion of it. Um, uh, you know, the trafficking, we, we are aware of that. But then parents need each other. Yes. We need to talk. We need to know what's happening. We need to be aware. So, uh, 
we can do better. We can look out. We can see. We can know and keep the communication. And then we have to be really, really careful because my whole thing was I've always told my children, no matter who, it's okay to talk to them, be their friends. But I pull, I, you know, I, 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 I revoke that. Yeah. It is not okay to be friends with anybody and everybody. Yeah, because, because there are kids oh, sorry, that will pull you in the wrong direction. And you don't even know that they're over there until it's too late to get them back. And that's what happened to my baby. And I don't appreciate it. And we have to be diligent. Um, we need to be aware. People need You need to know people. And then sometimes we even know people because these people have been to my house. Right. And they and their children brought my baby into that foolishness. Right. You were going to say something real there? Oh, yeah. The same with our situation. You just got to be really careful with who they're with because I don't have full on proof, but I we feel like the girl that she was with might be might have been behind the situation because she knew these these people who took her. And when, you know, it came down to me asking questions to this girl, um, it was just lie after lie. It mm-hmm. was, oh, um, we separated at the mall, at mm. the bathroom. You know, she didn't want to leave. She, you know, um, and none of anything that, that added up, none of it added up. And even the girl's mom, even the private investors, we all were like, there's just something shady about the mom and this and the, the girl. Yeah. Like they're hiding something. We just knew from the gate that, and I really, to be honest, I don't have the proof, but I really feel like there's some kind of a setup. Yeah. And I think my daughter was set up because she just left her with these guys that that she introduced them to. Yeah. And and then and then now she hasn't even she never has even called my daughter to see if she's home. Mm-hmm. Where nothing. She's never checked on her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, a real friend would have been like, is she home? We're never nothing. The, the, neither one of them. Um, they had all, all these questions when she was gone um, at the very beginning and trying to cover up all these different things. And I caught them both in many, many lies. Um, but now that she's they've never once checked on and, you know, normally normal people would have checked on to see, hey, is she home or yeah. blah, blah, blah. So uh, there's just a lot of things. That, and just and I thought, you know, she's she's going to school with this girl. You know, she's safe. She's OK. But you don't realize that sometimes these younger kids are dragged from other adults that are recruiting exactly. children. And we don't think of it because we're thinking only these the adults are doing it. No, they're getting kids to recruit other you know, kids, our, our children into this. And, they, and they're trusting the teenagers. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I have a case right now that's in uh, the Tri-Valley area in a very affluent area. And one of the girls, uh, you know, she she's the, you know, the queen pin over there and she's mm-hmm. recruited two other girls. And those two other girls are just completely one of them got shipped out to another location, another state and another one is just completely out of control. And it started with one girl. Um, you know, basically being the ringleader. And these were straight A students, you know, just excelling in sports and everything else. And it just takes that one moment of being roofied or one moment of being at the wrong person's house with these folks for something to go bad. So we're going to take a break because when I talk, when I, when we come back, I want us to talk about the rescue because one thing I know is rescue is not enough. And so there is so much more that happens after they come home. We're going to talk about what that looks like. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. 
Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with parents, two moms whose daughters have experienced human trafficking, unfortunately, uh, the sexual exploitation of children, Lord. My gosh, I'm just... um, just never um, get used to having this conversation and hearing these stories. And I just thank you both again for your courage and sharing. And I'm hoping that a parent that's listening will, will um, really think about what we're sharing and um, perhaps uh, make some changes in their household or have a candid, candid discussion with their child or children. Um, I want to start with you, Rel. One of the things that uh, I, I want to make sure that we know, because I think people think, oh, man, you got your daughter back. Cool. You know, uh, I'm sorry that happened, but, you know, it's it's all good in the hood now, right? So uh, tell us, is that, you know, is, is it all is it all better? You know, what, what happens when the girls, when, when your daughter came home? It's hell. Yep. She's, first she came back, she was, and she didn't do stuff like this before. She would throw things like she just, she doesn't know how to handle it herself. Um, she's just been very withdrawn. Um, she's actually even acts out, you know, um, she's not throwing stuff to the house anymore. Thank God. But um, we're doing a lot of therapy, um, mm-hmm. and she just her self esteem is down to ground zero, and she's such a beautiful girl. Yes, and I'm not even saying like look wise, just a beautiful girl in general, yeah. um, inside and out. And it just it tore her up. It um, she doesn't trust anybody. She's even where she she won't even eat the food I cook because she. She thinks I might even do something to her. That's where her mind is. Um, um, I can't even explain the hell, the hell I've gone through and she's gone through. Mm. And there's a part of me that I feel guilty sometimes that it even happened. Like, what could have I had done? Yeah. Was I not being a a good enough parent? Um, You know, um, I don't know. I blame myself sometimes, but then um, I can't because these are just sick, sick individuals that are out there that are preying on our children. But um, it's going to be a long, long recovery. And, you know, she's strong. She is stronger than I think if it happened to me, I don't know if I can even be handling what I handle, what she's handling. Right. um, You know, she's trying to be real strong, but it's like she can't even like we have to actually pull her back out of school because she has anxiety because she thinks everybody's judging and knowing and um yeah so she wanted to go back to school she just said she wants to be a normal teenager again and when she went back to school she just had like these major anxiety attacks and um so we're going to be putting her back into independent studies Mm -hmm. um so it's affected her school it's Mm -hmm. affected it's affected everybody um her brothers and sisters she she doesn't even she's she says she's too embarrassed to even, like, because her, her siblings are all older. You know, they're mm-hmm. grown, so they don't live in the home. And she doesn't even want to have a relationship with them because, and I said, well, why? You you have such a good support system. And she says, I'm embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And so a part of her, I guess, feels like this is her fault, too, because she's embarrassed to even have a relationship with her own siblings mm-hmm. because at some point, I guess she feels like it's her fault, you know, and I tell her over and over it's not. And um, she just, it's its just, oh, it's hard. It's, yeah. um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be years and years, mm-hmm. years of yeah. recovery from this. And, you know, these, these people think that, oh, 
you know, there's just nothing, but it's like, you don't realize you're not hurting just that person. You're hurting their mom, their dad, their siblings, and everybody that trinkles down. And then this, you know, this is going to affect her into her adulthood, you yeah. know, and. Yeah, um, that's right. That's yeah, right. It's, uh, man, it's, it's mind blowing. It's nobody. I don't, I don't wish this on nobody. Yeah. The recovery is just, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Well, I just services out there. No, and that's the other thing. Services is so important for you, for her. And you've had to take Mm -hmm. off of work. I mean, it's just Trudy. What about you? I mean, tell us. um, We have a few minutes here, and and just 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 tell us um, how's it been for you. Well, I think probably, um, and it's been rough for me, but. I, um, it's been rough for her, her, her sibs as well, you know, because to the point where, uh, one of her sibs, um, went into a state of depression. And so, and the doctor, um, prescribed, um, an animal. So she has, uh, she has her, her animal now. Um, and so, and she, you know, and it, and it's making things better as well. But also for my baby girl, uh, she has um, had a lot of ups and downs, and she tries, and she goes off, and she comes back, and she goes, she comes, and um, and she's 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 afraid, and um, you know, and I and I and I was talking to her not very long ago, and 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 we were talking about blame and situations. And, and I said, and so do you think that that was their fault for doing this? Well, no, um, I made the choice. And I said, and how exactly did you make the choice? And she said, well, they told me that I had to do this. And then I decided that I would do it so that I wouldn't be hurt. And I said, can you hear what you're saying? Hmm. You're not saying that is really not your choice. If And then I ran down to her what she said. And I said, so whose fault is it? She goes, I guess when you ask like that, it's not my fault. I asked the question so she can bring herself to the answer because I want her to understand. I don't want to tell her that it's somebody's fault. I want her to come to the realization that it's Mm -hmm. somebody else's fault. Somebody took away your childhood. Someone destroyed your, your, your innocence. They have killed your innocence. So I, you know, I try to get her to see she's learning and she's, she's, um, she as well had problems with school. And so I have now have her in a GED program that, um, hopefully within the next couple months, uh, she will get her GED and she won't have to worry about school and people and actions of other people and feel inferior. And she's beginning to feel better about herself, and I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, she was, you know, turned off from God, told me that she had asked God to do some things for her while she was in, 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 in those situations. And she said, and God didn't do anything. If there were a God, he would have, you know, hurt that person that I had asked him to hurt. And I said, God is love. He does not sit up and kill people because it, it is your, you know, is your request. People kill themselves by their actions. And I said, and so you, you have to, you know, I want you to understand that. And she was like, you know, she was fighting God and me and everybody else. But now I have a fat blessing. She's back in the church. All she right. still said, well, I'm not sure about right. this God, but she's coming to church. All and right. so she's beginning to uh, hear, and sometimes I'll hear her talk about the message that she heard earlier, you know, on Sunday. In the middle of the week, she'll talk about that. So she's coming back. Right. Um, she has had these crises, but we are trying to rise above it, and I just want to continually support her. But she has gone through a whole lot. And she even asked me, so you want to know everything that happened? I said, I really don't. Mm -hmm. I said, what I want to know is that if you're okay and how, if you're not, how can I help you to get to that point? Because my my thing of it is, first of all, I don't want to know about, I don't even want to know about it if if you were just dating. So I don't want to know about somebody hurting you. Mm -hmm. So 
I give her the opportunity to just take her time, do what she needs to do, and I'm going to support her, and I will continue to support her. Um, and that's just what I do as a parent. I let her hurt. Now she lets me hold her when she's going through. And then I'm just always going to be there. Yes. You know, oh, and she now she's working. She has a little job, and she's beginning to come out of some of her pain and anguish. So um, she was hurt, hurt bad for a long period. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And uh, she's beginning to walk back. Come back. And I don't yeah. want her to run. I want her to walk, walk forward. When she mm. gets there, mm. I want her to be steady and solid. So she's walking back, and I'm grateful mm. to God for that. Yes, thank you, God. Well, um, we're going to take a break. Um, I just um, I want to say some words of encouragement for you and your daughters, but we'll take a break, and we'll come back. And then we'll also talk about events that are going on in the community and ways that you can learn more. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We're in the studio today with Rel and Trudy, who both are moms, uh, courageous moms who have supported their daughters who have overcome human trafficking or are in the process of overcoming being child uh, children who have experienced sex trafficking. And um, we are, again, I want to... Uh, commend you both uh, for your courage, for your strength, and um, and for reaching out and saying, I can't, I need help. Um, and I also want to just reiterate that I know both of your daughters, I've had the pleasure of meeting them, and all of your, all of the siblings and family members. And um, from where I sit, uh, I just know that um, there are so many good things in store. And in it's not over. It is not over. Mm-hmm. It is not over. And so I just um, just love you guys so much. And yeah, and just um, just uh, with you and can't wait to see these babies graduate from GED, high school, college, mm-hmm. and just do it, you know, because it's not over. It is not over. Um. We have a couple of ways that you as a listening audience can learn more. I am going to be speaking at um, the uh, Bass Conference, which is an, a conference for Northern uh, California churches. And the topic I will uh, address is human trafficking, protecting children in our church. I'm going to be speaking at 1030 um, a.m. Pacific time at uh, Bass on March the 6th and at um, 1 o'clock actually 12:50 on March the 7th. So if you want to continue this dialogue, um, if you are a pastor that's listening, listening or a youth pastor, uh, uh, senior pastor, whoever, uh, someone in leadership at a church, and you're thinking, 
this could be happening to one of your students, I urge you to come and learn about the red flags. Also, one of the things that I'm very passionate about is, again, it's not over. And so getting survivors of human trafficking or vulnerable members of our community, foster youth, homeless, reentry youth, uh, and young adults um, into the tech field. And we are going to have an ICAP workshop, which is an introduction to cybersecurity and programming. We're going to have a Python scripting workshop. Um, we're scripting a video game on March the 28th from 12 to 5. This is a free event. You can go on our website, loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events to register there. It's also on Eventbrite. It's called ICAP Workshop. It's going to be in San Jose this time. We are coming to Pittsburgh. We're coming to Bay Point. We're coming to Oakland. We're being asked to come in a lot of different places. If you'd like to host an ICAP Workshop, the cost is minimal um, for 25 students, and it's life-changing. I'm also speaking Mm -hmm. at Women of Silicon Valley. Uh, That is May 4th through 5th. And the topic of my breakout is the survivor in me. And it's all about how to overcome trauma and be a corporate leader. And so um, I want to speak to those women that are um, rising above and, and climbing the corporate ladder. I, too, survivor of rape, survivor of all kinds of abuse and poverty and foster care. And I've been able to uh, achieve high levels of success in, um, in corporate America and I want to share my experience so that so that these two young ladies will know it's not over. It's not over. Your testimony, Genesis fifty twenty, what the enemy meant for bad, God will use for good. Amen. Amen. Um, and also want to encourage you to come out and pray on the first Sunday of every month, four thirty. Pray with us. We have our community prayer, and lastly, our street outreach is on the twenty, uh, or actually on the third. Uh, yeah, the 21st of um, of March, we're going to be going out in San Jose. So please reach out, go on to our website for more information, loveneverfailsus.com. Thank you again, ladies. We love you. Um, and uh, yeah. For, love you too. For those love of you, you so love you and your girls. Um, and those of you who need to hear it or maybe um, you've heard it, but you need to hear it again, we want to make sure that you too are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance.